Failing the country won't spark an affair, but a fling with an aide will. Matt Hancock's tarnished career came crashing to an end on Saturday, not because of the 150,000 plus deaths, not because of the PPE scandal, nor because of the care home catastrophe, but instead because of his affair with an aide. It's safe to say this resignation was long overdue. However, it seems it has happened for all the wrong reasons. Keir Starmer, the leader of the Labour Party, tweeted that Boris Johnson should have sacked the disgraced politician. Yet, like many others, including the press, called for no such thing in regard to all his other failings. The media's selective interest and double standards exposes their hypocrisy and lack of will to hold the government accountable for their many mishaps during this pandemic. Since every other failing was downplayed or quickly forgotten by the press. Hancock's disgraced departure has left a trail of blazing questions that beg to be answered. A selection of Hancock's biggest cock-ups, all resignation worthy. A wholesale carpeting company, a naval design firm, a four-month-old DNA analysis firm, and a lifestyle company with no employees or trade history. What do these all have in common? They were all awarded contracts by the government for PPE procurement, not on the basis of effectiveness and efficiency, but instead on the basis of friendship. One of the most disastrous deals was one Hancock struck up with his pal, Alex Bourne, costing the government 14.4 million and leaving them with nothing to show for it. Later on, in May 2020, former chief advisor to the PM, Dominic Cummings, appeared in front of a committee. During his lengthy meeting, he revealed that he repeatedly advised the PM to sack Hancock while stubbing the former health secretary a liar. The basis of Hancock's character assassination was the fact that Hancock categorically told Cummings and others that people would be tested before returning to care homes. It later transpired that di that didn't actually happen. Of course, Hancock went on to deny this during his appearance on The Andrew Marr Show, although his credibility is now questionable. Hancock's PPE fiasco didn't just stop with his pal. In fact, a probe by the PM's ethics advisor, also in May 2021, found that Hancock failed to declare that his sister's firm, which he has shares in, won an NHS contract. As expected, he escaped with a light tap on the wrist, having been told it was a minor but undeliberate mistake. Just a month later, Cummings released some very worrying messages he exchanged with the PM, in which Johnson infamously branded Hancock as totally effing useless. Further leaked messages went on to reveal that Johnson saw no solution apart from taking Hancock off and putting Gove on. These clear messages ask a very serious question. Why would the PM put a man he clearly has no conviction in at the pinnacle of decision making when the country was in a fierce battle with Covid? It seems like a face-saving exercise. The strategic and staged lies have compromised the government's integrity, especially when Johnson privately labelled the PPE problems as a disaster, despite Hancock publicly denying that there was no national shortage of PPE. So why did Hancock resign now? Despite Hancock's countless career blunders, it was a photo released by the son that caused his, fail, his fall from grace. A very short fall, it has to be said. Hancock's resignation has highlighted the immense power that the media holds and thus proves the fact that he could have been held to account earlier in relation to things like care homes and test and trace. So do you really live in a democracy if politicians enter and leave at the beck and call of the media rather than the people? The disappointment of the nation was dismissed throughout the pandemic, yet the media was able to whip up a storm of frenzy sealing Hancock's fate in days. The relationship of those in power and media outlets has often been described as a mafia racket. It is now known that The Sun has been sitting on the infamous picture for quite some time. So what was their motive in releasing them now? Murdoch's close link with the Tory government doesn't just stop at Priti Patel and Michael Gove, whom he invited to his wedding. In fact, it extends to Johnson and Sunak, who Murdoch is known to have had meetings with in the past. 
Having these ties allows politicians to work in league with the press in order to advance their careers. It's arguable that it's, it was mo most convenient for Hancock to leave over a personal scandal rather than a political one, which would have inevitably tainted Johnson too. Unanswered questions. Following Hancock's initial apology, the PM said he considered the matter closed and accepted his apology. However, just days later after Hancock's public departure, Johnson doubled back and implied he had sacked the former House Secretary. So what caused this U-turn? The mounting pressure from other Tory MPs as well as the public or the media who were hungrily baying for an outcome. Either way, this sharp U-turn shows the PM's spinelessness. Serious questions have been asked about the appointment of Gina Colodangelo, who was directly promoted by Hancock to a £15,000 job for only 15 to 20 days of work per year. Her role as a non-executive director of the Department of Health was involved scrutinising decisions made by the department, including decisions made by Hancock. The quality of her work and how effective she was is now questionable given her romantic attachment. In the days after Hancock's resignation, reports emerged which were initially denied by number 10 but were later confirmed to be true of Hancock and Bethel using private emails to conduct official state business, including potential COVID contracts. Labour Deputy Leader Angela Rayner has called for a full-scale investigation to establish whether laws had been broken. The most pertinent question being asked is how did the footage of Hancock and his lover get recorded and released? During a visit to London Hospital, Sajid Javid confirmed that the DHS SC has disabled camera use, calling it common sense for security reasons. However, there still remains a lot of confusion over the origin of the camera. If it was covertly planted there, then concerns of access will be raised. On the other hand, if it was an internal camera, then the question remains who accessed the footage and subsequently leaked it. This is more than just common gossip, it is a matter of national security.